It's already recording, so okay, I mean we're we we're good. Well, inaugural inaugural one then I guess. Okay. And we'll see if, if I have to record again. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna mess with the. There's a mic sitting on here. We could go like this, but it's like an open room. <laughs> sounds like a courtroom. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But this one's a lot better, and my guest is laughing at me. Well, actually, I was uh, thinking of an uh, intro song. Intro song. Mm -hmm. I already, actually already got one picked out. It's uh, here's the one I was thinking of. Like just regular guitar intro theme. You are listening to Late Night Pacific Northwest. I'm Coyote Gunya. Or DB Cooper. Or Bigfoot. Or one of the Greys or Lizard people. I love that subject. There's a lot of stories uh, I've had uh, that I've been told through the years. Only never had an encounter myself. Can't say I wholeheartedly think that what I saw was was legit. But I could say that I had an experience, and people could take it as it may because it was something that happened to me a long time ago when I was about 12 years old. I uh, was up in the mountains in, on the Yakima Reservation enclosed area. We're, uh, we were t told to do basically, uh, I, was, I was given my grandfather's gun told to help my cousins start driving the deer to the side, to the side of the road. So we were, we, got, we were up there in the early morning and we were going, uh, just told to go that direction until you hit a road. So I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, you know, I'm 12. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And they're giving me a gun, you know, first time I ever had one in my hands. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm just, I was like, yeah, told not to shoot myself. In the words, I thought was pretty funny. Um, so I went to, uh, it was about midday, 11 o'clock. Uh, I always had a habit of wearing a watch and still do. But uh, went to this cliff overhead that was overlooking um, the everything else because uh, remember on the side of a mountain, um, you know it wasn't exactly uh, one of the traditional mountains. It was just something that st stood straight up there. It was, about, it was probably about like five miles past Chaparral, yeah. somewhere in that area. Uh, I, I couldn't point it out on the map. I, I haven't been up there since I was a little little yeah. kid. I couldn't point it on the map if I tried. But uh, I was on this cliff that overlooked everything, and it was uh, there was a lot of dust sitting around, um, and I was no I noticed something that really odd and strange was that there was a footprint, which looked very human-like, and and very uh, it was strange to me because uh, as far as I know, nobody lived up there. Yeah, and it was odd to me. Also, that somebody who would be walking around there barefoot, and you know, and it would, the footprint itself was pretty wide. Uh, it wasn't exceptionally long, but it was not exactly what I would say human. And people, people could say, "Oh, that was a bear print," but uh, you know, keep in mind, I was up there hunting with my grandfather, and you know, and I didn't. I wanted to impress him, so I kind of. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I knew all about footprints and what, what makes them. 
uh, from being in the Boy Scouts, you know, yeah. which is kind of funny because Native American and... In the uh, Boy Scouts? Yeah. I was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. So, yeah, good benefit there, and, and, and uh, happy to plug them, you know, so, but it was one of those things where I saw something, don't know what exactly what it was, wish they had phones back there, I would have took a picture, and... That's pretty much the surmount of my entire Sasquatch experience, but made me a, uh, a believer and open to other people's stories. Uh, so if there's something out there, you know, hey, um, I don't know, but I would like to think there is. And, you know, and, uh, you know, because my father had his own stories. Um, he saw something in California. My uncle told me his 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 stories my grandfather had his story you know and there's count you know this is the northwest so yeah, yeah the stories grow like trees out here you know um last time i was up there i went with my dad and we were going to spend the night he got spooked so we left hmm. i didn't know it spooked him but he just said we're gonna leave I'm like why we're just gonna leave he got spooked yeah uh there's plenty of uh, I'd say there's plenty of uh, unexplored wilderness up there that people, a lot of people don't go out to. And remember, it's a closed area, so it's closed off to a lot of public. So there is probably bound to be some, some things and places that people haven't seen in probably more than 100 years or so. I heard even that on Mount Adams on the other side. Isn't there a side that's not tribal? Mm-hmm. And then on that side, apparently there's a ranch a guy owns over there. A ranch where they watch UFOs come in and out of Mount Adams. So maybe that's, I mean, that's, there we go, UFOs and Bigfoot. Yeah, well, there's the different branches of people who believe in phenomena. There's the, the ghost hunters, there's the Bigfoot people, then there's the UFO people. Then there's the people like me who think possibly all the phenomena is related. I mean, because I started looking at Skinwalker Ranch and how they have all the phenomena you can get, like poltergeist activity with Bigfoot sightings, with cattle mutilations, with UFO sightings, and screwing with us, like purposefully. And that's a possibility. I mean, we really don't know, but it's just, I'm throwing it out there because it's interesting to see how people view these different things, especially when they start to compartmentalize them like a lot of people have as separate things and then if you just wrap everything together it's i mean it's you get way more theories that way i think you could com- keep them separate as well i mean keep them separate at the same time then try them all at once and then you know what i mean well i, I was uh, explaining to my wife that, you know the scariest thing about not finding out if one thing's true but what if you find out all of it's true and and why maybe that's the reason why there's such a a drive to try to drive that knowledge down because if if you really thought about it that would be really scary to most people to find out you know this you know not just one phenomenon is true but it's all part of something that we can't understand and comprehend at our level of evolution at this point yeah because you would have to think you'd have to think beyond you know the borders of your town and in 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 the borders of our world and the, way, and, the, and the way we understand it. It would just be uncomprehensible to us to see something that is totally out of the norm and it would really shock you to your core 
to any you would question everything. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's why the aliens are dressing up as Bigfoot. Because they don't want to shock us too much. I mean, if we saw the greys, we'd probably just, like, freak out. And... I, I remember once when I was a kid, and I saw this episode of uh, Ghostbusters when I was growing up, and there was, a, there was one explanation on there that I thought will probably explain it the best. You're talking about the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. The better yeah. one, before they made Slimer the main character. Yeah. I mean, people, when... The, when they're listening to this, they got to realize there's a difference. you got to watch the real Ghostbusters, the original one, because it's scarier than shit. And which is scarier kids. Which has got great reviews yeah. and, and good, um, uh, got a great DVD release. But there is one episode where they encountered uh, Bigfoot. And instead of explaining them as uh, some kind of uh, evolutionary offshoot of us or, or, or from some kind of common ancestor, they explain it as an interdimensional being that was able to see and walk between um, I remember that uh, one. worlds. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was a better explanation than most I've heard. Because, you know, in the, what, 150 years of history of Sasquatch sightings, you know, we haven't found a body yet or we haven't found, you know, any kind of a morph, morph a skeleton, anything. You know, where do they die? Where do they go? Where do they live? You know, and uh, maybe Gigantopithecus they found is an ancient Sasquatch, but he was one that oh, we left his body here and we totally forgot about it. And the humans were never supposed to find it. We never brought it back to our dimension. I mean, that's that's. I mean, there's so many possibilities. I just thought the explanation of being able to quantify it in some um, way uh, where we find uh, where they go is probably a better, exp you know, we're, they go off to where we can't tra track them or follow them. Yeah. It's because we're we are not allowed or we can't see it. Or if they live underground, there's, that, I mean, that, but then they wouldn't, I mean, why would they come to the surface? Oh, yeah. You know, the other mystery is, is they seem to be, to be able to travel anywhere. They're kind of, um, in my, one of my, my cousin put it best is, you know, they're nomadic. You know, they're coming, you're able to see them everywhere. You know, and, uh, do they travel with the seasons? Do they travel with the turn of the world? You know, do they follow? You know, do they follow the food? You know, what's the explanation? You know, and uh, how come? You know, if that's true, how come we don't see them all everywhere? If they're communal, how come they uh, seem to never be in the same spot? You know, are they that afraid of humans? And, you know, when, and why? Why? Did, and after reading, was it Hunt for a Skinwalker? Then, in that book, they mentioned. Yakima Reservation, where we're at, how come, how come Native, like a Native American places are like hot spots? Native American reses are hot spots for Sasquatch. And then if you think about it, where the tribe is settled now may not even been the original settlement of where the tribe was actually at. So are they following Native Americans? Or I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just like there's, there's more hot spots. Well, they have them down in the south too, in the Appalachians and everywhere. Well, one of the things I was told when I was growing up, and I asked my grandfather and my, my, my grandmother and pretty much anybody that would, that would sit, be willing to answer me the question, you know, what are they, who are they, what do they want? And the best explanation I got from my grandfather was is that they're, they're just a people and, and they're, they're, our teaching was is leave them alone. <laughs> you know, he wants to be left alone. And they seem to be more or less um, um, territorial, and they have their own little uh, fiefdom, I would to say, 
to, to say um, down by Click, Click Attack County, which kind of coincides with a lot of the stories and sightings. Yeah, and the sightings. Yeah, Clickatot County is pretty vast and a lot of hills. And if you're that large and able to move that fast, yeah, nobody's going to be able to catch up to you. You know, uh, down there, it's a, there's a lot of rainforest, you know, you know um, that's pretty much where the edge of the Olympic Forest starts. Now, don't, don't forget, that's where uh, D.B. Cooper parachuted and disappeared. And disappeared. Maybe Bigfoot got him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Now, you've heard about the whistling in the woods. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to follow the whistling in the woods or whistle back. It's even bad. Is that Bigfoot? I don't know. I don't know. what My, my parents, they never believed in stick Indians, but I always, I mean, would, would they be the same thing? Would they be like stick Indians be enemies of Bigfoot? Or maybe were they just stick Indians or like just really, really inbred Indians? I don't, I don't know. But the whistling in the woods was always the one that freaked me out. I mean, Bigfoot never really scared me. Bigfoot was always like the protector or called the big brother. And everybody's called him big brother or something like that. But it's usually the whistling in the woods. You hear that. It's like um, something really bad is going to happen. Well, the, the one thing I always thought, took from the stories about stick Indians is that uh, not the, you know, what they are or what they do, right? but why is there so many similar stories in other cultures? Well, South America, they're called Duende, and there's very uh, there's a very big legend amongst the Crow. I can't remember their, 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 what they call them, but uh, essentially the same um, creature, phenomena, whatever you want to call it, that has a very big tie into their legends and about how their nation was founded. You know, I can't quote from a book, but, you know, it was just something I read somewhere. And um, there's this place called, uh, I believe it was uh, Medicine Mountain near the outskirts of, uh, between Haver and Bozeman, if I believe right. I've heard about that. Well, they, there was this, uh, there was a long time ago where this chief uh, had gone into what you would call a meditation, um, or, you know, a, he went to a, on a medicine quest a, or a, a spirit quest yeah spirit quest so he he their peoples were um there were not friends or allies but they knew about each other and they and from that um, that chief had went ahead and gotten a vision saying that this is what was the this was the way to go and therefore that's where they had uh, gotten the provision to try to go make peace with the white man because they said that was the only way they were going to survive. And that played right, if you think about it, that played right into history because they were trying to ask the question, what are we going to do when the settlers come? But the, the thing that they forgot to take into account, you know, some of these stories is that these beings are tricksters. Their uh, nature is to um, be mischievous, and that's why, like, individual counters, they'll make you lost. Cause harm. Yeah. Well, uh, the... Other story that I heard was uh, from one of my, my, my friends. His name was Milt. I met him in Job Corps. He told me he was Apache uh, from, uh, I believe it was San Carlos Res. And he lived out there in the desert. And uh, they, he would go occasionally go hunt and shoot his rifle out in, out in the desert. And there was this uh, cl- cliff area he told me about where he, he, he knew where these things were supposed to be. And uh, Milt was kind of a kind of a crazy guy, you know. He, you know, he did a lot of things. You know, who knows 
what if he was telling me the story was real. But he said he sh he actually shot one because the, um, there were he said there were, he's coming over this crest of this of this um, little mesa, uh, and he saw he saw them. He came up on them, and they he started running. And they, and then he said, the next thing you know, there was a, a whole little band of them trying to chase him. So he, so he turned around with his gun and he shot one of them. And they, that made him stop dead in their tracks. And, and he said they, they went crazy, and but they stopped and they didn't approach any further. But he said they grabbed the body, um, the the one he shot, and yeah. car carried it back. So there's like no evidence. Yeah, I and mean, that seems to be the. That seems to be the pretty much the motivation or the end result of any encounter is like there's like there's nothing supposed to be left, you know. I, in in the stories, I was thinking like there's like usually magical creatures you couldn't harm them even with a bullet, but I mean, I mean you get a real story where one actually gets shot and killed possibly. Um, I think it's more real. I mean that way. I mean they're probably nasty little creatures who want to maim and torture humans but they're more afraid of us now because i mean we've got the u.s military and we can just bomb crap out of them if we want to uh we could just i mean send a drone after them and blow them up on the side of the hill uh well i think that all kind of you know you were just saying about being able to go in and eradicate them i just think well, I'm not saying we should eradicate them. I'm or Bigfoot. I'm just saying, like, they're probably just scared shitless of us now. They don't. Back in the day, they probably weren't as scared because we were probably just dumb and throwing rocks at each other and spears made out of rocks. Well, I was uh, the way I always thought about it was is that it was probably just a a cultural thing with Native Americans. You know, you, you kind of knew that these things were real, and but and at this and at the same time, it's scary. But at the same time, you were taught not to be scared of them. And you do not um, mess with them if you don't have to, you know. But yeah. you know, and outside cultures don't have the understanding, that respect. They don't have that in their culture, so it's easy for them to believe that these things ain't real. And until you've actually touched, you know, or been encountered that phenomena, those things just don't are don't sink into your your vision of reality. You know, you're, you know. Well, I think the closest they want to get is with the Disney movie because it, <laughs> yeah. make, it makes it safe that way when they're all based on these really nasty so-called magical creatures who are just like humans. We do horrible things to each other and they do mean and horrible things to each other and to humans. The only one I actually probably would want to see is Bigfoot. I wouldn't want to encounter a stick Indian or anybody else like that. You're, you're always a or, or a gray because you know the gray is going to just grab you and run off with you. I mean, you will have no choice at all, and they'll do horrible things to you in their spaceship with Bigfoot watching. Who knows? You're, you're always a skeptic until that first encounter. Maybe only certain people are allowed those encounters or can see them, possibly, and that's another thing I was thinking. I mean, yeah, but you could, that could also fit into the whole inner, the, the dimensional thing, being able to um, be outside the perception of of some beings maybe that's why animals react different to certain places than we do yeah because they and that's a big telltale sign that's maybe that's where you should not go when the animals are running away don't go there or, or bark or maybe you know you hear a dog bark outside and it, it you know and it's, and it's dark out and you can't yeah. see car lights your friends aren't here or anything yeah you don't go outside you know and your night vision is not seeing anything and you know uh, you turn on the lights 
and you hear something crawl off into the bushes. Maybe who knows what the hell was who the hell was something freaky coyote yeah, or something you know. or a cat. It's or, usually or, yeah. a cat. Yeah, uh, you know the other thing too is is that with some of this is that maybe your there our bank chemistry has changed so much in the last hundred years. You know, you got to remember uh, hundred years ago, natives didn't drink milk. They we didn't have vaccinations. We didn't have chemical inducements every day to, yeah. in, our, in our food and water we had to our perceptions were higher on an everyday basis because you know everybody had to go out and hunt so. and we weren't so busy all the time to where we could actually stop and pay attention to everything that's going around i mean going on i mean like so when that, i walk somewhere i notice more things the minute details versus when i'm driving yeah i see a lot of stuff when i'm driving but i don't see the minute details i mean yeah, so because you have time. I mean, a hunter gatherer, you walk. You get you walking with them, your bros, and because they never took the women, right? And you're just hanging out, and it's a bunch of dudes. And then I think it was, you know, our perception today versus the perception back then. It was probably the equivalent of like driving fast in a in a tinted car windows with your shades on. Yeah, and you know, and you're not seeing everything. Just like you said, you know, the my the because. How many signs ago was did it say 65? Yeah, <laughs> you know, can you are you gonna be able to remember or or did you even perceive it? You know, so that always plays into you know the accounts of what's been said. You know, you know, uh, in your eyes on it. You know, being able to see it. You know, and these things where they are, they've learned to blend into the natural world, which is uh, fortunately in the modern society you are not used to. So you don't not not known what you're seeing exactly, unless you're a mountain man and you know, you've been you're out there every day, and you, you know, but you tend to write those people off. Or if they're like predator and they blend the light, I mean. Or the, they said they in was in the Skinwalker book, the family that lived there. They said they had a predator-like encounter, a creature invisible jumped out of the trees, and I'm like. Then I had to look it up. I was like, when did the movie come out? I was like, the movie came out way before this had happened. I was like. I mean, you could write easily write something off like that as like you know suggestion, but I'm 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 thinking maybe maybe not maybe may, maybe they're maybe the aliens saw or whoever saw the creature saw the movie and like oh let's imitate that and let's freak them out or maybe it's government agency messing with them. Well, the one thing I always like to point out too is anybody who uh, especially who's not from the Pacific Northwest, um, they come here and they ask they ask them. That's one of the things that uh, you always get. Uh, like where's the first Bigfoot? Time push it. Yeah, where's Bigfoot Lever? Have you ever seen him? One of the things I like to bring up is that there's actual law, and I, b- I believe it's Clickitat County. You don't quote me on that, but there's a law that says that if you are actually shoot and kill one, that there's a th- there's a thousand dollar fine. Really? I don't know if that law is still in effect or on the books, but yeah, it was uh, something uh, I believe that is that is actually state or county law. And uh, don't forget, uh, there's actually video footage on YouTube of a Washington State trooper in Clickitat County with his road dash cam facing forward and then something crossed the road. Bigfoot. Yeah, I watched that numerous times. And, and uh, the officer turned around and looked, f- and looked for it, and he, could, he couldn't find it. And I remember hearing on uh, another uh, on a radio show and uh, how there was actual clear footage of in the daytime that you could clearly see a being or something crossing the road, 
and that pretty much proves, you know, that uh, the existence of, you know, the Bigfoot Big phenomena. Foot. But it, it was, uh, it's actually, it, supposedly there's an urban legend how they were, they, the state patrol was ordered to take that tape and ship it to Washington, and it's locked up in some safe up there. Probably. I mean, what is it? Uh, but who's to say, you know? But they say Project Blue Book went around back in the 60s. Get, yeah, we'll we'll take your footage. Yeah, we'll happily take everything you got. And then all of a sudden they take all this stuff and boop, it's gone. And then when you ask the government about it, nope, that never existed. But then you go look at it. Why would they redact things? Or I mean, anybody can look up information on the vault, the FBI vault, and they can find the information there. They can actually see how the government tears out pages from their own documents. So you obviously know that they're lying or mis, you know misconstruing information to confuse the public on what's going really going on and maybe maybe they're just doing that for fun just to screw with all of us anyway there are some elements in our society government secret societies who if you may that probably do not want this information divulged and for the plain reason is is that i don't think the people in general at all are ready to accept that these things are real yeah and because it, it would blow their perception and it would make them question everything. It would make them question, you know, uh, is this the way our society should be? Because if you, once you start that, if, it, it, would, it would start having a rolling effect, a cascade effect of things would start changing. And that change would be a threat to power if you, if you really thought about it. You know, because if, you know, if, if the government tomorrow said, you know, hey, UFOs are real. Aliens are here. What would you know? What would the reaction be to that to it, the it, public? It would either be great, let's have them here, or we need to arm ourselves and like nuke them, or, nuke the bastards, or or yeah, or let's find out their intentions. You know, and they'd be asking them, why are you telling us now after all this time, and why have you discredited? Why has this been never told to us before? You know, and why are aren't you doing anything about it? And you know, and if you do know that they're real, what are they doing here? And they, they'd put these questions. And that's we can't even get them. You can't even get the government to straighten out the economy. You know, let alone uh, tell us uh, something of you know something, that, that, something everybody probably already knows. Like a lot of people to them, they already know it's true. We we know UFOs are true. We just want to see them actually. I mean, the Phoenix Lights basically proved. That they're true. I mean, I grew up with that. I remember that on the news, like the day it happened, and I bet, and I bet the government wished they could confiscate every news tape of the Phoenix Phoenix Lights, but they can't. I mean, there's it's impossible. Too many people saw it, physically saw it, and they saw it on the news. They explained it as a flare, and it was like those are some pretty steady flares up <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, those are the yeah. steadiest steadiest beams of light I've ever seen. I've never accepted that explanation. It was just too. I mean. They hey, said it was flares from an A, what is it, A1, A10 Warhog. War I was like, if an A10 Warhog flew over Phoenix, people would be like, there was an A10 Warhog because it's like a huge jet that's used for blowing up tanks. I a mean, tank killer, yeah. Yeah, it's a tank killer. I, I don't think anybody would miss that. They'd be like, and then there'd probably be loud too. Anytime a jet flies over here, I always take notice. I'm like, I'm like, that's not a passenger jet. That's a F-117 or something like that that's flying over. You can always tell the difference just by the noise. And like, that jet is flying way too low. I mean, usually doing maneuvers, everybody would notice. But nobody saw a jet. There is no 
witness to a jet. There's only a witness to lights. There's witness to a UFO. I think the whole point of them trying to keep a lid on it is just so the a to keep the public at large from panicking because don't you know and it's been brought up in many UFO uh, talks about how the world uh, America reacted to uh, you know uh, the broadcast of War of the Worlds in 1939. You know, the Mercury Theater. Well, you see how they reacted yeah. to the OJ trial. Just something like, like, oh, we don't see every trial in America, but they see that. They are what you're talking about, how they react. It's just... And B, you know, uh, you know, this, if it, something were to happen where, you know, there was a phenomena that happened, everybody could see it and they couldn't prove it wrong. Uh, they, could, they couldn't disprove it or discredit it. Where, if, you know, it crashed on the White House lawn, or something was shot out of the sky over a major city, you know, and they couldn't cover it up, you know, the, the thing would be outrage uh, that they've been keeping it a secret. And maybe that's part of the reason why they've been keeping it uh, a lid so long. And maybe that follows right into what Tom DeLong said, you know, we're just not ready yet. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, he's right that we're just not ready yet, but I'm going to say Tom DeLong, if you're listening, you're still working with the government. <laughs> you're still one of them. Seriously, I, I like... Tom DeLong, I wish I wish honestly when I was watching that Joe Rogan with uh, what's his name, Tom DeLong. I wish Joe Rogan would have beat up Tom DeLong more than he beat up Steven Tyler over unacknowledged. And I was like, you didn't even see unacknowledged. I mean, like, come on. I mean, uh, Stephen Greer is he's not a, a, a guy in the limelight like Tom DeLong is. You already know Tom DeLong wants to make money. He's he's building a whole brand off this whole alien shit he's doing i mean he's building he's selling t-shirts he's making albums movies and all kinds of other shit so i'm just good for good for him you know we we all need to we all need to sell shit to make money that's how we make money I mean. the, the one thing i always took from the ufo phenomena and i've had to stop for probably the last 10 years you know since i was a kid is is that you've got to be objective in what you want to find out what do you want i mean what do you i mean the whole ufo question what do you want do you, I mean, you know, we want uh, Bigfoot. So we want a UFO. <laughs> that's what we want. You, you know, even that yeah, applies to Bigfoot too. You know, why? You know, uh, what are you seeing? You know, is it real? Who are they? But and I think the question that most people want to know is why? Why are they here? Why and uh, are they seen here? Why are they here? What is their reasons? Is there, uh, a, a, you know, a very sinister reason? Or is it just because they think of us as some... It's it's the greys. They want all that... What is it? You said they're abducting only white people yesterday. <laughs> it's because yeah. they want the DNA. They, they're they like, we turn gray. We need we need our DNA back. I, I could possibly but, but why do why do... I mean, the other explanation, which was actually, I think, more valid. I mean, we joke around a lot, but... What is it, the, the explanation that, I mean, we, we go out and we study animals because we're interested. Like, I have chickens. I, I sit there, I watch the chickens. We watch them for like an hour today. Shit. <laughs> they're interesting. You know, they're just like weird, quirky, and they make us happy. Maybe that's us. We're just weird, quirky, and we make these aliens or Bigfoot happy. And they're smarter than us. They can see more than we can see. And they're... Or like that, um, Oh, because, you know, you're into anthropology, like how... Uh, some of these uh, anthropologists and scientists go to South America and try to study 
these uncontacted South American tribes from yeah. a distance. Well, you know, because they don't want to contaminate them from any disease, you know, somebody may be carrying or contaminate their culture. Maybe that's the same reason why we haven't been visited yet, because we're still that primitive tribe in our little corner of the galaxy. And that's the reason why they haven't extended any kind of uh, communication. or Kind of like uh, that last Star Trek. We weren't supposed to show them the spaceship, and then all those people start worshiping the spaceship or whatever. Yeah. That, that is us, basically. I mean, I, mean I, I think the train of thought is actually right. I mean, you get smarter and smarter. I mean, they're probably more objective than we are. I mean, they probably don't have things like war. Uh, they probably don't have a lot of stuff that we have. Because... Um, they probably use gravity waves to get across the universe if that's where they come or gravity go between dimensions or whatever. I don't know. Well, the other thing to take from that too is, is uh, like uh, if, even if we were shown a technology, that's enough to uh, contaminate our culture, you know, to the point where, hey, we want that. Yeah, let's know? try that out. And, and we're maybe Like we're we not- did with the alien aircraft and Roswell. Maybe we're not growing up to have that, to uh, to have that yet, and and I always kind of thought maybe we're kind of quarantined, quarantined from the rest of the galaxy. You know, there's, we're told, you know, others are told, don't come here, unless you are are told to do so. Another explanation is, hey, uh, don't go there unless you want to go to Seven Eleven and get that Slurpee. Then you then you can leave. That's the only <laughs> reason you're going there. Or you know, they, they love that delicious part of a cow. And that's why. Yeah. yeah that, well, they take they take the eyes and they take the rump. Um, rump. I don't know. How, uh, rump's a pretty good part of the cow, isn't it? Usually, or people uh, eat a lot of the rump. I don't think or, so. Or you know, uh, it's hard to say. You know, uh, what maybe what, the eyes taste good and they take the they take all the blood too. So like, what are they doing with the blood? Maybe there's like a special tea they drink. Who you know? Uh, maybe it powers a, a some kind of weird engine. Who knows? Kind of like War of the Worlds. Yeah, like yeah. World that came out before. I guess maybe cattle mutilations have been going on for years and years and years, and maybe that's why they thought, oh, the aliens are going to show up and start sucking the blood out of all the humans, and then shred them up. They're, or were they like shredding them up and then sucking the blood out and doing all kinds of weird stuff? The the one thing I always took from all these stories is uh, how, if you really wanted to find them, if you really wanted to prove, if you really wanted to, you know, uh, you know, give irrefer- irrefutable proof, is you would go to where this phenomenon happened. And it all seems to be centralized. If you ever noticed, uh, Pacific Northwest is a hotbed of sightings. Why, you know, why are they going to the Southwest and kidnapping, uh, you know, or, or mutilating uh, cow mutilations, you know, there in Texas, because Maybe there's something we don't realize on our own planet is probably a resource, or uh, they do actually have a base, you know, you know, um, Ins- inside our planet. That's inside, hollow, yeah. the hollow Earth theory, yeah. alien base. Maybe that's true. May and we are releasing it to them for some some pieces of technology. Who know? Who or, the hell knows? Or maybe they're here over on this side because we have Hanford. And, like, they hide in our forest over here because it's closer than any other forest in the whole entire area to Hanford. One, and LIGO's right over the hills, too, <coughs> so. One theory I heard was, um, and I can't remember where I heard it from, but was that there is what you would call a kinetic energy that is connected to mountains from their fault lines and from 
natural natural uh, layways in Earth. Ley lines? Yeah, ley lines. And they can actually use this technology, or they can use their technology to power um, their, their, their engines, their ships, whatever you want to call them. And it's a, it's a cheap renewable where we're not going to notice it's gone because we haven't even discovered it yet. Yeah. Or that there's a... There does seem to be a lot of activity around the, the volcanoes we have. Mount Adams, Mount Rainier. Mount St. Helens, when, before it blew up, they are doing road work there. And then they had a massive sightings, yeah, massive Bigfoot sightings before it blew up. Around, and after, I, I believe. Around Mexico City. Uh, You're talking about the, the, the lights over Mexico City, the mm-hmm. UFO in, lights. In 91, I believe. Yeah, and then later on we had um, the sighting over Phoenix. And then to tie in the, the sighting over Phoenix, which is crazy about that, is like a month before Hale Bop flew over. Uh, that always seems to tie in. Yeah, because you always see this phenomenon tied with a uh, natural disaster. Oh, because the earthquake oh. in Mexico? Wasn't there oh, an earthquake it, around the same time as well? It was, uh, it was pre- I forgot how, because the, the, I watched a video on it a long time ago. It was about, um, they, there was a, a prediction, I believe it was told by the Aztec calendar, and it was said that the, there was going to something that occur over, me, over Mexico City, you know, which was Tio Khan, if I remember right. Yeah, Teotihuacan or something like that. Yeah. I have no clue how to say it. On a certain, yeah, me neither. And on a certain day, which happened to coincide with a, a minor eruption of the volcano that's near Mexico City, and uh, there was over ninety or ninety to a hundred cameras aimed at the sky, and this phen- and UFO started appearing, or lights, whatever you want to call them. The orbs and people, yeah, the people believed this was going to happen, and they had they were prepared, and they start, they pointed their lights at the sky, their the cameras at the sky, and they recorded it, you know, for over a million people to see, you know, and uh, just, and because it didn't happen, in, you know, in America, you know, it happened in another country, you know, well, it kind, it it kind of did with the Phoenix yeah. lights, but it wasn't there wasn't a volcano, but we had that comet flyover, yeah. Hail Bob, I mean, which was a pretty big thing. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. So, I mean, you, 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 it was visible in the night sky for almost over a year. And I don't think people remember that. I mean, if, if people listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, I remember that. Yeah. Do I remember that? Did it really happen? And the government will say, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Eat Wheaties. <laughs> Consume. No, it didn't happen. What was that movie, They Live? Yeah. Consume. Consume. Obey. Consume. Obey. Yeah. Thank yeah, do, Where's uh, Roddy Piper when we No independent him? thought. Yeah, no yeah. independent thought. There's no aliens. Yeah, well, I always thought that was uh, the, more of a documentary of the future because yeah. it seems to be happening. It really seems when to be I, I, I watched that as a kid, and I didn't realize how, like, spot on. Like, John Carpenter is, like, he's, like, highly intellectual guy. And just, you never realize it until, like. The, the subtle cues and messages. Yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. The kind of wink behind the camera. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah. This is this is actually happening, yeah. Which is, which is uh, like seems to be like a director's kind of, uh, you know, seems to be their little secret messages across all their movies, like Steven Spielberg with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he was, you know, you know, where it seems too damn real, and, yeah. You know, and maybe, yeah, maybe he made that movie to kind of keep us from getting too creeped out or too scared, 
you know, and giving us this hopeful message that, you know, oh, this is going to be okay, everything, you know. And then we had E.T., then all of a sudden, what was it? Was Aliens before E.T.? Mm-hmm. So, there, so Aliens, Alien, or Alien made, Alien was in the late 70s, wasn't it? No, I got to look uh, it 79, up. 79, I believe. So it was in 70, well, anyway, I won't look it up, but it was in the 70s, so people get this idea, well, because we already know how media affects us all. We don't want to believe it, but we, some level of us wants to believe it because all the signs are out there saying obey, obey, constantly, writing prompts. But anyway, Alien kind of gave us this nasty look of how aliens are, that they're going to come and their blood is acid and they're going to kill us. Well, I mean, they're not the, 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 the it, nice aliens that one of our friends, associates thinks of from Titan, you know, the methane aliens are different, but. Why do aliens always got to be violent, man? Or, you know, or a scientific trope, you know, of you know, where they all are, are one category or the other. You know, they're either scary or nice, which is why I loved uh, uh, James Cameron's show on uh, AMC, uh, Science Fiction, um, where they were talking about aliens in movies, like how they were going to be one way or the other. And they, you know, they got the different types. But then you see yeah. Avatar, then they're like, oh, they made, they made aliens Native Americans. Yeah. I was like, and, and, space, and, the, and their leader space, was yeah. at West Studi. He, he was a Native American. I'm yeah. like, God, they had to pick a short guy to play the tall guy. They always do that. Sorry, West Studi, you're short. You're listening to Late Night Pacific Northwest with Coyote Gunyon and guest Robert Myers. Music by Nine Inch Nails and Loco Lobo. And good night.